Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I believe there's at least two or three gathered together here tonight in his name because he said if there's two or three, he would be here in the midst. Hallelujah. That's right. He'll do exactly what he said. Amen. Amen. We can turn to St. Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 17, verse 11. Very familiar passage of scripture. And we're going to read through verse 19. Is that all right with you? Amen. Reading from the King James Version. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Father God, stand up in us tonight as we come to just... Father, share what you have given us. Father, may you speak to us and through us. God, let your word come and saturate our hearts, Father. Hallelujah, God. We want you to have your way. We want you, God, to challenge us through your word, Father. We want to, your word to just stick in our heart and grow us. Feed our spirit, man, God. Help us to be challenged and changed by your word, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we call it done. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give honor to the Spirit of God dwelling in the temple tonight. Amen. Amen. He's here. And I love when the Lord shows up. I'm glad to see you. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see you, but oh, when the Lord shows up, something happens. Amen. Amen. So we're grateful to him tonight. Uh, we praise God for... Our pastors, even though they're absent in body, they're here in spirit. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I feel their prayers even now. Praise God. And we thank God uh, just for the opportunity to, to stand here tonight. Praise God for Pastor Caleb being here with us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All of my fellow elders and ministers and each of you in your respective places. And how about this? All of the saints of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, uh, tonight we just uh, honor God and we thank him because he is faithful, always faithful. Amen. Uh, it was kind of interesting tonight as we were driving over from Lakeland. Uh, normally it takes us about an hour to get here. But tonight. In fact, we left earlier than normal. I said, you know, I'm, I'm get there and get a chance to just relax. And, and we left uh, earlier than normal. We left about 5.20. And wouldn't you know it, every slow driver decided to get in front of us. And uh, I, I begin to laugh to myself because I begin to see something. You know, the enemy wants to mess us up when we come to worship. Did you know that the enemy will try to do things to thwart the call on your life? Do you know he'll try to do things uh, uh, to mess up uh, uh, your assignment for tonight? And I said, no, not tonight, Satan. No, 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 no. I, I, and and uh, I kind of laughed. I said, I said to myself, I said, you know, uh, we didn't get here as early as we wanted to, but uh, I'm here in good spirits. I'm not mad. Because it, it's kind of hard to get up and preach when you're mad at somebody. They're going on about their business and you mad. So not tonight, Satan. You didn't get me. Mm-mm. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You know, so many times in life, we hear about people who have experienced tragedies in their lives. Um, and because of their circumstances, whether by a fault of their own or someone else's, uh, they find themselves in desperate situations. Anybody ever been in a desperate situation? And because of that desperate, desperate situation, they're in a place where they really, really need to be made whole. And, you know, uh, uh, that, that situation could result from, uh, you know, us being in a car accident or something. Or uh, it could be we're out of work. Uh, could have been uh, any kind of uh, financial distress. It could be uh, a, a physical uh, matter. It, it could be a marriage that's on the rocks. It could be family members who acting like they have lost their mind. But it puts us in that place where we're just messed up. And sometimes... It takes us to the brink. Anybody ever been almost to the brink? I believe there's a few of us who will testify. There have been a few times at work you wanted to slap your coworker. 
You didn't want to hit him with the fist, but you wanted to slap him. Either they got issues or we got issues, but there's an issue that's causing us to be stressed and distressed and it's causing problems. I know, uh, and I can tell God's growing me because uh, you might have heard me say this, but one of my biggest issues is people who cut me off on the road. And in my mind, I have imagined this old beat-up pickup truck. And that's what I'm driving when they cut me off because I'm going to push them out of the way. And hopefully, I'm going to push them over the side into the water. I'm just being honest with you. It's that issue that we have that can cause us to be messed up. You can give that issue whatever name you need to give it. But we have issues that we deal with. Amen. Some are worse than others. It's like sometimes you have a little scratch and then sometimes you have a wound. And we have to deal with those. And so from our lesson tonight, our text tonight, uh, uh, there's a question that I want us to answer. And it's this simple question. What must we do to be delivered from our issues? What must we do to be delivered from our issues? Our pastor's been talking to us about being delivered from those things that uh, uh, have been causing us uh, uh, problems, right? Those things that have uh, had us bound and, and stressed out and, and, and God uh, uh, just wants us to know that, that we can be delivered from all of our issues. And so tonight we're going to answer that question. Uh, I want to look very quickly at uh, starting in verse 11 and it says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village... Let me just stop right there. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, I almost missed that. Uh, uh, it says, and as he entered into a certain village, and, and, and right now the Lord is just letting me know that that, that that village doesn't have a name. Here it is, because for us, we can put the name of where that is. We can apply it to ourselves. It could have said uh, he was passing through Capernaum. He, it could have said he was passing through Galilee or whatever, but, but it says a certain village. Hallelujah. I, I, feel him, I feel like he's coming up my street right now. He's coming into my neighborhood right now. It says, uh, 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 and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. Ten men who were, were leopards. Here it is. Uh, uh, they got an issue. They, they, they got an issue that, that, that's so bad that, that even though they see him, they, they can't get close to him. So the Bible says they stood far off. 
Here it is. Uh, uh, if we are going to be delivered from our issues, the very first thing that we are going to have to do is we must seek the Lord. You see, uh, even though they saw Jesus and they had to stand uh, 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 away from him, but yet uh, uh, they knew he was coming through. And so uh, uh, they began to seek out to get closer to Jesus. I, I, I may not be able to uh, 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 get that close to you, but I can call out, help. Anybody ever been in a situation that, that, that they had to call out for help? Amen. So, so uh, we must seek the Lord. We've got to call out. Here it is. Uh, uh, sometimes we are so busy seeking every man-made remedy to help us with our issue. Uh, we go to life coaches uh, uh, left and right. We'll spend our money for life coaches, uh, someone who can uh, coach you through whatever you're going through when it, when it boggles my mind. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm not bashing life coaches because uh, uh, they have a, a place. They have a place. But, but I believe, I'm just going to say it, y'all might get mad at me, but the Bible tells me that as a child of God, the, the Bible tells me he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And he gives it to you liberally. And guess what? God don't get an attitude because you say, God, I need your help. But yet, because I got an issue and it's stressing me out, I, 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 uh, I got to find a life coach. I, I, I dare say somebody might still be up late at night uh, dialing those uh, uh, 900 numbers, you know, that uh, where you can talk to the, I can't even say that word. The, I can't even say that psychic. Are we, are we checking out uh, what my horoscopes say for tomorrow? Because I got an issue and I got to find something to help me with my issue. So I'm looking at the wisdom of man. How many know the wisdom of man is junk? And by the way, when you go on to seek help from the life coaches, guess what? Those life coaches got their own issues. From which they need to be delivered. They ain't telling you about them because they want your money. But they got their own issues. God wants to deliver us. This, this past Monday night, we were blessed to have a Bible study with our uh, neighbors across the street. We have been uh, 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 talking about it, and, and that's such a blessing. And, and we had Bible study with them. And, and at the end of it, uh, uh, and before we had prayer, uh, our neighbor asked uh, for prayer to, here it is, to be delivered from smoking. Now, here it is. This man, this man is a believer. He's a believer. I mean, this man loves the word of God, loves praying, but he has something that he needed to be delivered from. And you know what he did? He said, I need prayer. I need to go to the one who can deliver me. Amen. You see, he understood that God is a deliverer. 
if he can deliver us from uh, sin and death and hell, then surely he can deliver us from an addiction. I don't care what your addiction is. Some of us are addicted to uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Can, can, can we get real tonight? If you're spending more time there than you are in the word of God, you got an addiction. We're on the internet. We are all over the place and, and we don't have any time. That's why we're not growing because we don't have any word in us. Because we have an addiction that needs to be taken out. Then we must seek the Lord for our deliverance. You know what? And when you try to seek the Lord, do you know the devil will try to stop you? When you want to be delivered, uh, the devil will try to stop you. There were uh, occasions in the Bible when somebody was trying to get to Jesus. Y'all remember uh, blind Bartimaeus or blind Bartimaeus, however y'all want to say it. Uh, uh, when, when, when he start, he, he heard Jesus was in, in, in passing through and he couldn't see him, but he heard him and he began to cry out. That son of David, have mercy. That son of David, have mercy. People are like, dude. Dude, you ain't in the hood? Why you hollering like that? Come on, dude. They're trying to stop him. But when you need to be delivered, sometimes you got to get indignant. You don't let the devil stop you from getting your deliverance. And so to be delivered, that first thing we must do is we must seek the Lord. Isaiah 55 and 6 tells us this. It says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Hallelujah. If you want, if you want the Lord to deliver you, call on the Lord. Call upon him while he may be found. Here it is. Uh, 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 when you uh, uh, know that the Lord is moving and you come to church and, and the, the, the spirit is moving, that's a good time to call out, Lord, I'm dealing with this issue. You don't have to come up here and tell the pastor, but you can say, Lord, you know I'm dealing with this issue. I need to be delivered. You're near. I feel you, Lord. Deliver me. You got to call upon him for deliverance. Amen? Amen. Uh, one of the things as I was looking at this, uh, and I think about there's a time frame. There's a time frame on, uh, on being delivered because some of the issues that we deal with are, are so bad. Some of them can capture, some of them can, can uh, 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 pretty much take us down and, and we are in a state where we're all messed up. And, 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 and if we are not careful, if we don't listen to the Holy Spirit trying to grab us, to say, I can set you free, will you just ask? If we don't do that, then, then we'll find that we get stuck and we go deeper and deeper and deeper. In John 8 and 21, uh, Jesus said these words. He said, uh, I go my way, you shall seek me and shall die in your sins. 
What, what, what's he saying? You see, uh, uh, Jesus was warning the multitude that, that once he was gone, they would be looking for him to deliver them from their issues, but it would be too late. We have to remember that, that uh, there's a time uh, and we don't know how long that time is. And, and so we don't want to get stuck in whatever it is because issues have a tendency to keep us from getting closer to the Lord. Or keep us away from him. So we need to be delivered. Amen. First Corinthians 6 and 2 says this. I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured or helped thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is a day of salvation. You see, many of us are going to be like the, the five foolish virgins. The five foolish virgins. They, they're, they're the ones who did not put oil in their lamp and they waited until it was too late you see whatever you're going through right now here it is uh, 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 some of us can I just say are dealing with sin issue for some of us our issue is one of sin where we have hidden sin Ooh, that got quiet But let me set the record straight. It's only hidden to us, but not to him. I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in, but he's the one who, who, who makes that decision. You know, uh, uh, we, we, we think we can hide stuff, uh, but we don't can't hide it from God. Y'all remember the story of Achan? Uh, uh, when when, when uh, Israel, they beat Jericho. They took the walls down. They beat the snot out of Jericho, right? Yeah. Huh. we Israel, yeah. Then the next day, next uh, couple days, they're going to go up against the little city of Ai. Oh, we don't even need to take the whole army. Yeah, let's, you, 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 that, that's enough. Let's go over here. We're going we gonna to take them guys out real quick. And they lost. They ran, and, and I believe about 36 of the soldiers were killed. Why? Because there was hidden sin. There was hidden sin. There was hidden sin. And it'll mess us up. It will mess us up. And I love what the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15. It says this. The day that you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. When we're dealing with our issue, the day that you hear the, the voice of the Lord, when you feel the Holy Spirit calling you, don't harden your heart. You don't know if he's going to call you tomorrow. Today is the day when, he hear, when you hear his voice, don't harden uh, uh, your heart. You see, um, one of the things is we won't seek the Lord until we see our sins in the light of his holiness. Imagine these ten lepers. They stood afar off, and as Jesus came through, uh, 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 they see Jesus, and then imagine them, they're looking at themselves. They begin to see how they looked. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, 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 they must have been uh, 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 wrapped, uh, had things.
things wrapped around their faith, uh, their face because uh, uh, there was there was decay and and they were having all kind of issues. And, and, and the only way we are going to truly seek Jesus out is when we see ourselves as we are, as filthy rags. You see, the problem is that some of us think we're good because our neighbors say, you're a good man. Your co-workers say, wow, you're one of the best people I know. Did you know that our good matters not? Our good in and of itself is junk. It doesn't matter. But, but, and the problem is that sometimes we stay in our issues because people tell us we good. And I feel good because I, I donated some of my used clothes to the local uh, thrift store. I feel good because I went and fed some of the homeless. Or I feel good because I gave the guy on the corner $3. I feel good. But let me tell you what, that doesn't matter. We got issues. And we can't get past our issues until we see ourselves in the light of Jesus Christ. It says in Luke 12, uh, 17 and 12, it says, the lepers stood afar off. They saw their filthiness in the light of Jesus' righteousness. Um, I grew up in a church, uh, and y'all heard me say this before, I had a drug problem. I was drugged to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, sometimes on Saturday for uh, Sunshine Band. Uh, I, I know I went to church at least four times a week, whether I wanted to or not. But here it is, going to church didn't make me righteous. The fact that my mom and dad were born again uh, uh, believers, Christians, did not make me a Christian. It wasn't until I saw the filthiness of my sin in the light of his holiness. I had to see myself as a sinner in need of a savior. It was only after seeing myself in the light of Jesus' holiness that I came to him as I was a filthy and vile sinner. No, 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 no. A filthy and vile sinner. If we don't see ourselves like that, we will never get out of what's keeping us uh, 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 tied down in sin. If we don't see ourselves like that, we will never be set free and be delivered from what is holding us down. So we got to seek the Lord. Amen. And if we seek the Lord for deliverance from our issues, guess what? He will respond. He will respond. We must seek the Lord. Amen. Uh, let's look at verse 13 of uh, back to uh, St. Luke chapter 17. Verse 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Here it is. If we're, if we're going to, to, if we're really going to uh, uh, be delivered uh, 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 from our issues, not only must we seek the Lord, but here it is. We must realize that only Jesus can save us. We must realize that only Jesus 
can save us. We can't look at a man. We, we, it doesn't matter who. Oh, my God. I, I saw something today, and y'all probably heard the news uh, yesterday or read it. Uh, uh, and I'll just say that uh, from what I understand, uh, there is going to be a uh, presidential candidate in 2024. I'll just leave it like that. I saw people that are already got their signs up and, and it hit me today. I said, uh, 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 their trust is in a man. Their trust is in a man. But we must realize that here it is, only Jesus can save us. The man can't even save himself. That's why, that's why, that's why uh, uh, I, I tell people, uh, uh, you have to be careful who uh, you're listening to. Uh, there are some people uh, that are uh, tied into, I'll call it, certain religions. And uh, they, they uh, pray to uh, uh, a certain guy who uh, absorbs them. Is that, do I do that right? I don't know if I'm doing that right. Uh, am, am I doing that right? I, I, I see I don't even know but here it is a man cannot absolve you of your sins cannot do it uh, uh, only Jesus can save us he's the only one uh, and, and, and here it is as long as we think we can change our situation or someone else can change our situation then we won't seek the Lord to save us anybody ever tried to fix their own issue Yeah, mm-hmm. Trying to fix our own issues. It, 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 it didn't work, did it? No, no. Here it is. These men were lepers. Their flesh was rotten from their bones. Imagine them. They were stinking. They couldn't be around people who did not have their issue. They were losing body parts and, and sometimes didn't even know it. They were depleted, degraded, and depressed. They were in a desperate situation. The priests couldn't heal them. The doctors couldn't heal them. No one else could heal them or stop the decaying of their flesh. Society had thrown them away. They had to live on in their own little colonies away from people. They were seen as a, the dredges of society. They were despised by society because of their issue. That's what happened. But then these men somehow heard about Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Uh, 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 they heard about Jesus and that he had the power to heal all manner of sickness and disease. And, and we can be sure of that. Uh, can you get uh, Matthew chapter 4 verse uh, 23? Uh, Matthew chapter uh, 4 verse 23 in uh, New King James Version. Uh, uh, I, I love what this says here. And uh, it's, okay, G, uh, it says here, uh, Jesus had gone through Galilee teaching their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. Somewhere along the line, these men heard about Jesus. 
They heard about what he had done. They heard about his miracles. And I believe that one of these desperate, destitute, degraded, and debilitated brothers said something like this. Uh, yo, Laz. That's short for Lazarus. Uh, I was thinking... We've been hearing about Yeshua. That's Jesus' Jewish name, by the way. The healer. You know uh, the one they call the carpenter from Galilee? Yeah. Uh, uh, so the next time he comes through town, uh, let's go and ask him to heal us. What we got to lose? We're already in a desperate situation. Yeshua is our only hope. I heard that he healed some other people. He touched them. You heard about that, that leper guy that was in the town too. He was two towns over. And they said Jesus touched him. And when he come through, I'm going to be asking. I'm going to be seeking him out. He's our only hope. These 10 lepers understood that Jesus was their only hope to be delivered from their issue. And today you and I must see Jesus as the only one who can save us. He's the only one that can deliver us. He's the only one that can bring us out of whatever the issue is, whatever has us down and out, whatever have us on the brink, whatever have us to the point that we sometimes consider is it worth going on. As we suffer in silence, I don't want to go on anymore. That's what happens when the issue gets us down. And so because we have Jesus, we have the one that is able to do uh, 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 some things for us. I, I love it just from a, a standpoint of being saved. There's no other name I can call upon. The only name that I can call upon to be saved, to save me from my sin issue, is Jesus. Uh, 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 the one uh, who I can call upon uh, uh, to heal me or to break me out of uh, uh, my financial issues that I got myself in or who can bring me out of whatever other issue in is Jesus. How do I know that? Because he said, whatsoever you ask in my name, my father will give it to you. But we have to be an authorized user of that name. Not everybody is an authorized user of the name of Jesus. It's only when we know him and he know us that we become an authorized user of that name. And that's why we can say in the name of Jesus. And when the father hears that, oh, I recognize that name. You know, you know people who, who pray in the name of other things. I have read nowhere else to tell me that if I pray in the name of a saint, God will do something. Maybe I missed it. I, I, I probably missed it. I might have missed that in the Bible. Did I? But he says, whatsoever you ask in my name. He says, he will do it. And so that's what I, I love about him because he is there. And then, and then here's the other thing that blessed me. When I think of my issues, the issues that I had in my life, those things that had me bound, I, I could go to Jesus and I could, I could say, Lord, I'm dealing with this and I give it a name. Why is that important? 
Why is that important? Because uh, uh, God has given him a, a, a name that, uh, uh, that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth and those under the earth. Here it is. Whatever your issue is, give it a name and give it to Jesus. Bring it under the name that's able to do something about it. That's why I love because Jesus has power over every name, thing, whatever your issue is. If you want, if you want it to be gone, you got to release it to him. A lot of times we, 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 we do like this. Here, oh, well. Yeah, anybody ever did that? You, you, you say you release it and then you go and get it back. We got to give it to him and let him have it and it'll be gone. Amen. That's what we have to do. <laughs> I, I bless the Lord. I, I think about that because I know in my life I have done that. I, 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 have, I have given something to Jesus and then I went and got it back. And, and, and guess what? He's a gentleman. So he's like, okay. You want it back? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to cost you. Uh, 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 and so Jesus is, he, and here it is, if Jesus isn't your only hope for salvation, then you're not yet desperate enough to be saved. If Jesus isn't your only hope for being delivered from your issue, then you're not yet desperate enough to be delivered from it. We, 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 we have to come to him uh, uh, as our only hope. We come to him as one who is desperate to be set free. These brothers were desperate to be cleansed from their leprosy. We must realize that only Jesus can save us. Amen. Let's look at verse 14. So when he saw them, this is Jesus, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. If we're going to be made whole, if we're going to be delivered from our issues, not only must we seek the Lord, not only must we realize that only Jesus can save us, we must also obey his word. Did you know that our deliverance is tied into our obedience? The favor of the Lord on our life is tied into our obedience. So did you notice what happened? Uh, 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 Jesus told them, okay, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says as they begin to walk. As they begin to walk, something began to happen to them. Uh, uh, but but, but I, I, I saw that the first thing that happened is uh, uh, they got a word from Jesus. They got a word from Jesus. If, if, if you want to see something happen in your life, you got to get a word from the Lord. You got to get a word from the Lord. Here it is. Your, your, that word from the Lord can come to you when you're in your prayer time. The, the Lord can give you a rhema word. The Lord gave me uh, uh, some rhema scriptures that delivered me delivered me. He gave me some rhema scriptures that I, I live by. 
They keep me uh, uh, in the center of the lane so I don't, I don't go out of the lane. I live by those. I, I pray them. I thank God for them. And, and I tell everybody who will listen, uh, 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 listen, you need a rhema word from the Lord. You need God to speak to that issue. If you ask him, he'll do it. Right there from his word or, or, or in your prayer time. And, and then sometimes he'll give it uh, uh, to you through the man or woman of God. But you need a word from the Lord. And when you get a word from the Lord, you need to obey it. It matters not that the Lord give you a word and then you don't do anything about it. I'm reminded of the story of uh, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Y'all remember King Nebuchadnezzar? Uh, Y'all remember when he ended up uh, eating grass, living like he was a, a, a cow or a cattle or whatever out there? You know, that was, that's a bad place to be. Go from, go from a king to live. Oh, my goodness. But did you know before that happened, he got a word from the Lord? He got a word from the Lord, but he didn't obey. He didn't listen. It could have, it could have, when, when the man of God gave him the word, uh, 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 he says, uh, 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 I paraphrase, I hope you listen and, and perhaps God will turn this around. He's like, yeah, okay. And then he went about doing exactly what he wasn't supposed to do. So we have, to, we have to hear a word from the Lord, and then we have to make sure that we are obeying the word of the Lord. We, we can't just turn our back on it. Uh, uh, you, you see, well, when we've been seeking the Lord because we know he's our only deliverance, uh, uh, then he will come through with us for a word for that issue. The lepers were healed from their desperate situations as they began obeying the Lord. Uh, uh, this is the same for you and me. Uh, uh, God will work on our lives uh, and in our desperate situations when we're obedient to him. We must be obedient to him, but therein lies the problem. Uh, 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 most of us, we don't want to obey God's word, especially if we don't like it. God say, uh, I know she treated you bad. But I want you to go. First of all, I want you to pray for her. I want you to forgive her. And then God might even test you. I, I, and, and listen, and take her out to dinner. Oh, no, God. Oh, no, no. Lord, I'll pray for her. I'll forgive her, but I won't forget her. But I ain't spending not one dime on her. But God say, this is tied to your deliverance. I, I, I don't want to do that, God. Okay, I guess you don't want to be delivered. We want our desperate situation to go away, to be resolved, but we don't want to do what God has told us to do. Uh, 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 no, no, no. We want God to deliver us uh, the way we want it done. God, I'm, I'll tell you how, how to do it. This is what I want you to do to her. 
And you see, if we were being obedient to God, not only would God deliver us from our issue, but he would draw her because of the love of Christ shining in you. And ultimately, that's what God wants to do. God is about bringing more people into the kingdom. And because I got a nasty attitude and I don't want to spend $25 on her, I don't get delivered from my issues. And she is delayed in what God is trying to do in her life. And so God is saying, if you can do it your way, why do you need me? If you can do it your way, why are you asking me to do it for you? And oh, by the way, you've been trying to do it for a long time. Uh, how's that working out for you? You see, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, our way is bad. Did you know that? I, I, can I prove my point? Proverbs 14 and 12 and 16, 25 basically says the same thing. It says there's a way that seems right to a man or a person, but it ends in death. Physical, but more importantly, spiritual death or eternal separation from God. There's a way that seems right to man, but guess what? It is not the right way. We got to do it God's way if we want it to be done right. Why? Because he is just, he is righteous, and if we do things God's way, it'll work out for our good, right? Uh, many of us uh, have the attitude of King Saul. Uh, we do part of God's command, the part that we want to do, the part that doesn't cost us much. We don't want to sacrifice for nobody. We don't want to do what uh, uh, God tells us to do. And that's why God told, you know, did you know Saul lost out on the favor of God because he only did part of what God said? And God sent the man of God to him to say, did you know obedience is better than sacrifice? So, so, so Saul tried to make up excuses and say, well, you know, uh, I know, I know God said to kill all these animals, but, but I was saving some to sacrifice to him. God, no, that's not what God said. Don't you know he will provide his own sacrifice? He didn't ask you to do that. He told you to get rid of all of them. That's what happens to us. Sometimes God's trying to deliver us from our issue, and we let him take part of the issue. He said, I, I can get rid of that issue, but I, I, need, to, I need access to all of your house. Uh, wait a minute, God. My whole house? You can come in the living room and the kitchen. God says, no, I need access to your whole house if you want to be. How, imagine this. You got your house is infested with. Uh, they start with an R. And your whole house need to be fumigated. And you say to the pest control people like, uh, hey, um. Just put a tent on this half of the house. Or they come in and you say, um, yeah, um, hey, you 
just, just spray up to here. Just, you think that's going to work? Will your issue be gone? No, in, in fact, in fact, if you spray that area, your issue just moves over here. Still there. Still there because you're only doing half of what needs to be done. Many of us are like another leper from the Bible found in uh, 2 Kings 5, uh, Naaman. Y'all remember Naaman? Naaman was a captain in the Syrian army. He was a great man. How do we know that? Because he said he was. I'm a great man. Does your prophet know who I am? I'm a great man. But he was a leper. Station break for us. I, I don't care how great you are in man's eyes or in your eyes. Without the Lord as your Savior, you are in a spiritually leprous condition. Elisha told him, say, uh, hey, Naaman. Uh, uh, yeah, he, and, and I think it messed him up because uh, Elisha didn't even come out. He sent his servant. He says, is that... That's the great man. Oh, yeah, you go tell him. Tell him to go dip in the Jordan River seven times. And that great man say, what? He ain't even going to come out and talk to me. Do he know who I am? And he want me to go dip in the Jordan River? That's a dirty river. Why didn't he say to me, oh, I can go dip in a river in your country. Uh, our, our, our rivers are cleaner. No, that's not what God said. We have to do what God said. We have to go where he said. We have to do it when he say do it. And finally, Naaman go down to the Jordan River. And he is reluctantly, uh, 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 oh my God. Do you know what really got me about the story of Naaman? Even though Naaman eventually obeyed, um, uh, uh, he didn't honor God. Because his attitude stunk. He didn't honor God. He did not honor God. And when God tells us to do something, here it is. Uh, uh, if we are going to honor God, it's not enough just to obey God. It's about our attitude. You, 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 know, you know why God blessed Abram and made him Abraham? You know why? When he told him to sacrifice Isaac, uh, he was like, oh, my only son. And if that had been me, I probably would have, uh, okay, Lord, gathered the stuff together, get the stuff in the wagon. And I, I get about halfway there and go like, oh, I forgot the wood. I got to go back for the wood. <laughs> I get the wood. Come on, son, we're going up. I get about halfway there and like, oh, I forgot the knife. But the Bible says Abram got everything together and he went and he did what God said. In fact, he told, he told the two uh, young men, he says, he says, y'all stay here. Me and the lad are going to go uh, forward and we're going to sacrifice and we will come back together. Because he trusted the Lord. Why? Because he had a good attitude. He said, I know God is going to do what he said he's going to do.
If we want to be delivered, we got to have a good attitude. We got to not only obey God, but we got to make sure we're doing it uh, with the right attitude. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And when we are disobedient to God's word, we are showing that we haven't surrendered our all to him. But God has a way of humbling the proud. He has a way of humbling the proud. God did it over and over in the Bible when people became, uh, 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 they exalted themselves. The Bible says, he who exalts himself shall be abased. Uh, uh, sometimes we let pride get in the way of us listening to God. And, and because that pride get in the way, we won't be delivered. And then God have to humble you. Anybody been humbled? Been there, done that. Ain't going back. That's right. If you learn it the first time, you don't have to repeat the lesson. But we have to make sure that we are, are, are not being disobedient. I told you about Nebuchadnezzar, and he, he paid for it, right? He was out there. And, and, but, but what blessed me is that at the end of Nebuchadnezzar's time, uh, eating grass, uh, and, and can you imagine his nails? He, he, needed, he needed a, what's that, a, was it a pedicure and a manicure, right? He needed them both and a haircut. Needed a haircut. He, he, he probably had braids by then. I don't know. But here it is. At the end of it, because God humbled him, uh, he had a testimony, didn't he? Uh, uh, he came back and he began to, to really uh, 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 glorify the Lord. He praised the Lord. Uh, but, but God had to humble him in order to release him from, deliver him from his issue. Do you know what his issue was? Y'all know what his issue was, right? Pride. That's what it was. His issue was pride. That's exactly right. Uh, and God delivered, it, delivered him from it. Uh, uh, and, and you don't want God to have to really help you with your deliverance. I found it's better just to say, Lord, would you deliver me from this? And he said, I want you to do this and you do it. Because here it is. If you are a child of God, he will eventually deliver you. Do you know that? God will chase you. The Bible says uh, he disciplines those who are his, right? He loves us. There were some times I said, God, you must really love me. <sighs> you must really love me. Thank you, Lord. If we're going to break, if we're go, if we're, I'm sorry, if we're going to be delivered from uh, our issues, not only must we seek the Lord, not only must we realize that only Jesus can save us, not only must we also obey God's word. Here's the last one. Uh, we must also be grateful for our salvation, our deliverance. That's what it is. Our deliverance is salvation. Whatever it is, God is delivering us from it. Uh, uh, and so now we get to the interesting part, or one of the very interesting parts of this story. Um, as they began to walk away, they were healed, right? And the Bible says that, only one of the ten, only one of the former lepers thought enough to thank Jesus for his healing. Uh, I don't know how many steps he took, okay? But I, but I do know this, that something astonishing had happened to him. 
uh, one songwriter kind of put it like this. Uh, he looked at his hands, and his hands looked new. He looked at his feet, and they did too, right? Something had happened, uh, and when he saw what had happened to him physically, something happened to him on the inside. This man was changed. He was changed. How do we know he was changed? Because his actions tell us that a change had occurred on the inside. Uh, uh, this new believer, hallelujah, can I say that? This new believer turned around, the Bible says, and with a loud voice began glorifying God. Did you read that? It says, he glorified God. He glorified God. He didn't care who heard or saw him. Uh, all he knew was that he used to be a leper, but now he was clean. And he glorified God. And then Jesus verbalized uh, what I believe had already occurred in the man's life. In verse uh, uh, 19, uh, it says, and he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well or made you whole, right? Um, can I share something with you? I know he was made whole uh, uh, because you can't glorify God unless you are a believer who has been made whole. Okay, y'all think I messed up, right? Here it is. Anyone can give God praise. Right? Anyone. Y'all hear some of the, 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 the music artists, they get an award out there. And they like, they're like, uh, I want to thank God. That's praise. And then the next thing, they got a bleep, 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 right? Right? Anyone, yeah, the very next song, the very next song, you, you, listen, you got to, you got to, you, if you, if you're watching, and I don't, but if you're watching, you got to go cover your kids' ears. Turn the channel, throw the TV out the window, is that what you said? Anybody can give God praise, but only one who has been made whole can give God glory. Let me tell you why. You see, the word glory means to praise and worship. When it said, and he glorified him, it means he praised him and he worshiped him. He thanked him, but then he fell on his face and began to worship him. And there's a difference right there. When we have been made whole, when we have been delivered, we ought to praise him and worship him. Hallelujah. It ought to be seen in our lifestyle. When we have been delivered, there ought to be a change in our lifestyle. When we have been set free, something ought to show that we have been set free. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Within the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Why? Because I have been set free. I have been delivered. This used to be lepra fell down 
on his face at the feet of Jesus and began worshiping him. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. I I shared something with uh, Deacon Mack. uh, for you, all you haters out there, that's okay. But uh, there was there was a uh, uh, last Saturday in the game, the football game with the where the Ohio State Buckeyes played uh, Indiana. There was a guy who caught a pass who, for five years, had been trying to make a touchdown. Persevered for five years, and when he caught the touchdown, the team erupted. To the point that uh, uh, they got a they got a a, a flag for uh, uh, you know over celebrating, but that's okay. They didn't care because this man had made a touchdown. And, and what I watched really messed me up. When he caught the touchdown, he fell on his knees. He put his head on the ground, and then he lifted his head up and he held his hands up, both hands to the Lord. And later when they began to interview him, they stuck the mic and say, tell us what happened. He said, first of all, I got to give praise to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then they hand it, they call up another reporter from another paper and say, uh, uh, he said, uh, I have a question for you. Can you tell me? He says, well, uh, I just want to tell you that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Deacon Mack watched it. Him and the quarterback, the quarterback said, he said, uh, 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 this man has helped me and and I got to walk with Jesus Christ because I've been watching him. He praised God and he uh, uh, worshiped God. He glorified God because he is a new creation. You see, when we have been delivered, when we have been delivered from our issue, whatever that issue is, whatever, you see, issues cause us, uh, 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 impact our, our, our ability to truly worship God. Issues will mess us up uh, uh, us to the point that sometimes we're sitting at church, the, the Holy Spirit is moving, but that issue is all on our mind, and we, we just see, can't seem to get with it. We, we're, we're watching the clock because this issue has me... I got to go deal with this issue. But here it is. God wants to set us free from every issue in our life. And God will deliver us. He will deliver us. He will deliver us. This leper understood that only God could heal. And therefore, he understood that Jesus indeed must be the son of God. And therefore, he began to worship him. He began to worship him. We must be grateful for our salvation. Here it is because God didn't have to send his son to die on the cross for you and me. He could have let us pay the penalty for our own sins. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You're here tonight and, 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 and you have to realize that, that, that uh, the clock is ticking. Jesus already paid the price for our sins. And I pray tonight that, that if, if you are in a situation where, where you are not saved, I pray tonight that you will hear that that issue of sin has already been dealt with uh, uh, universally, but you need it for you personally. Jesus came and paid the price. 
because I couldn't pay the penalty for my own sins. But some of us will pay the penalty for our sins because we won't be one of those who will fall at the feet of Jesus. People die every day out of the ark of safety. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and after this, the judgment. Romans 6.23, you all know it says, for the wages of sin is death. But, did you know that when you see the word but, it negates what's in front of it? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, Jesus Christ, is eternal life. For those who have been made whole, we must show our gratitude to God by taking heed to the inspired words of Paul found in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I'm closing. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or worship. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Grateful believers will honor God with their lives. God says, if you honor me, I'll honor you. We will worship him every day and with our hearts, minds, body, and spirit because he is worthy. Amen? Amen. We must be grateful for our salvation. What does it take for us to be delivered from our issues? We must seek the Lord. We must realize that only Jesus can save us. We must obey God's word. And we must be grateful for our salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We would be remiss if we close tonight without giving someone a chance.